0: they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? taxicenter.com Trade only.
1: The Go Radio football show with The Taxi Centre. hosted by Paul Cooney, John Hartson and Stephen Cragen. Call now and voice your 08,
2: 08, 17, 17, 700 So FIFA and UEFA finally today confirm it's going to be June for Scotland against Ukraine. Probably Saturday June the 4th, that's the most likely date at Hampton and if we win and if it goes ahead then, we would play either Austria or Wales on June the 7th. Seems strange to be speaking about that given what's going on with the invasion there in the Ukraine and a lot could happen between now and then but Stephen Craig and so many international Caps for Northern Ireland, you know your way around. I'm, I'm sure you agree with the decision to postpone it. Meantime,
3: totally. You know, there's only that was the only option to take, Paul. Absolutely no doubt about it. There's far more important things in life than football. I think the Scottish FA understood that. I think the people of Scotland understand that, and you know, naturally Ukraine and Austria and and Wales. It will be time to play it hopefully Hopefully by then Things will have settled down We'll be trying to get back To some sort of normality But I think this humanitarian side
2: of things Is far more important Than any sport So the game officially off on March the 24th, which we, and John, I know you agree with that, Wales are involved as well. Let's wait and see what happens. So much can happen. When you think about it, it's only 13 days ago that the Russians invaded Ukraine. So we're thinking about people there Mm -hmm. and we hope that, um, well, we hope we're in a position to play at at that point. But uh, we're thinking about people there in Ukraine.
4: Yeah, of course, and I, uh, you know, I I go back to what Stephen just said yep. there. He's absolutely right. I think there's much more important things than than international football matches. There's everybody's feeling for what uh, Ukraine um, as a nation are going through. We we feel for them all, um, and uh, as I said, football becomes secondary when you're talking about um, you know people's lives and of course. Yep. you know being involved in a conflict in a war. So there's a lot more important things to. to, to well tonight
2: we've got two great international players with us John Hartson the Welsh legend and Stephen Craig in so many caps 50 odd I should have uh, should have written it down is it no, 54 yeah. 54 yeah Stephen Craig is here they're available 0808 08, 17 17 700 we've had a bit of a Barney going on the last few weeks John when we've been together in here and uh, <laughs> let's see what happens tonight what well, good radio is it isn't? Absolutely um, that's why we're invited back Absolutely but John you're in the headlines today Premier chumps, well, that's the headline, I know you don't write the headline So, but you're basically saying you fear that refereeing howlers could decide the league title and I know you don't want to get bogged down in it because on Sunday uh, Celtic were well ahead of it weren't they, they were really on it against Livingston but there were occasions there, you know the referee we've got Novar, Um and there was an incident as well, Jim Goodwin wasn't happy, the Aberdeen manager, with what he thought was uh, yeah. an infringement at Ibrox. Well, what I, do you feel for, do you feel for the referees?
4: I do, I think it's a very difficult job job um, to, to get all the big decisions right, get all the big calls right. But I do feel it's almost becoming a, a weekly occurrence that, that we're talking about referees not getting the big calls correct. And I never meant just who, who wins the title. Uh, I'm thinking it's it's the bottom of the league. Relegation, This yeah. could affect a big cup game, you know, a team getting mm. into a final or... Um, and, and I, I also feel if this continues you know, it, it will you know, affect the outcome of where the league will end up and ov- obviously as well um, you know, who goes down, who gets relegated but as I said it's, um, it's almost becoming a weekly occurrence I don't know whether the refereeing is, is worse now than what it's been before but it's, they seem to be highlighting it now mm-hmm. highlighting, highlighting sort of poor decisions mm-hmm. more now you know, we saw the incident at um, at Livingston at the weekend, but yeah. it's never a corner. The no, ball's not sure. gone out to play. That was a mistake. That, that was a mistake. And then, obviously, Jim Goodwin is up in arms with regards to he thought there was a foul in the build-up to the Kamar roof goal. So, and I suppose if you go and ask uh, Stephen Robinson yeah. or or, or uh, Robbie Nielsen, yeah. mm. there will probably be incidents in their games that they've probably not quite highlighted yet. You um, know, so sure. it's happening. There's over always the time. been incidents. Exactly
3: who would be it's a referee it's always been yeah. is it a case now they're being highlighted more because there's no VAR and we're thinking we now have another option Possibly. you know yeah. oh that wasn't a throw and VAR would have proved that oh that should have been a penalty VAR would have fixed that so we're always relating to something mm. it's not here mm. it's it's based on one human being or three human beings or even four of you couldn't a fourth official mm. who are going to make a decision that's what we have to deal with I just think now it's become an easy option. Oh, the referee didn't do this. The referee mm-hmm. should have given that. I mean, I get it wasn't a corner for Livingston. Or sorry, it wasn't a corner for Celtic, yeah. but the referee didn't. You know, get beat by Starfelt from the from the first header, mm-hmm. and and he wasn't marking Maida sure. f- for the goal. So yeah. there has to be a sense of accountability somewhere from players and from and, and managers on the pitch. It can't always just be easy referee. Mm-hmm. Referee, you know, it's too easy, isn't
4: it's, it's it, to oh, it's to blame the referee, S- yep. Steven and Paul. Yeah the fact was that the linesman and you need help from your linesman Mm -hmm. because sometimes they're closer to the incident Um, the linesman has come out and said that he told the referee Mm. it's not a corner now for the referee not to take that bit of advice from the lino who says that Mm. he saw it hadn't gone out Mm. to play how on earth the referee I know he can override the linesman if he sees a better view and he's obviously seen the ball he feels it's gone out Mm. But the lines the linesman's gone. I can tell you now, Mr. Referee, you know from me, it's not gone out. But the referee has over has overruled. He's overruled. Yep. The, the overruled the linesman, mm. which I thought was baffling, really mm. baffling that he can do that to his to his to his lino, who's his yep. pal, who's his mate who, who he's wanting help from.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Aberdeen have announced the departure of the player coach Scott Brown. That was my next topic. The talks were going on today, so. What a record Scott Brown has. He'll be 37 in June. I mean, his record, he won a League Cup with Hibs, and then obviously went to Celtic In over 14 years, 10 league titles, six Scottish Cup wins, six League Cup wins. Absolute legend. Went up there with Stephen Glass. This time last year it was announced um, he would be player-coach. He didn't fit in, you know, under uh, Jim Goodwin, Um as part of the coaching team, he wasn't. Dro- he was dropped at the weekend. Didn't play at all uh, at Ibrox. John, what would you say about? Him? Is he? Where's he going? Is he going to join maybe Neil Lennon in Cyprus? We don't know, Paul.
4: I. I- Obviously, I speak to Scott regular but I w- I, w- I wouldn't call him on a day like today. I oh,
2: go and call him. No, I, w- I would give try him
4: his privacy no, I wouldn't Give do him that. 10 minutes.
2: Come on.
4: Um, what do you think though is he going to be a manager soon or a coach? What do you we reckon? not know he might have something lined up. Um he might just want to rest, he might want a break. Um knowing Scott that wouldn't be the case. I think he'll want to stay active. He might have several offers already. Um but it's it's a shock to me because I know he was really determined to go up to Aberdeen and not only play a role with Stephen Glass, you know, under his under his um, you know, tutorship, if you like, as manager. Scott, I think, was promised a little bit of coaching. That was his that was his plan. He was gonna go and do his badges and eventually, you know get involved in, in that side of the game. Um, that's not worked out for him. Whether whether or not he showed a bit of loyalty yep. to Stephen Glass, and he's gone, well, hold on a I minute, mean, it was Stephen that brought me here. Mm-hmm. But he's, I believe he's still got, what, another 16 months or so? He has, yeah, contract. he's got
2: over a year of the contract. Yeah, so
4: I'm really yep. not sure what he does from now, really, mm-hmm. but I, all I would say is he's incredible career. Where would you place him in the pantheon of great
2: Scot- Celtic players and captains given the record including leading them to four trebles in a row
4: well he's got to be up there hasn't he you know the great Billy McNeil lifted the Holy Grail the European Cup 1967 Um, I I wouldn't put Scott I would put him close second in terms of captains with his trophy hole um, to the great Billy McNeil but I think Billy Is above everybody, you know. He's he's, uh, he's Caesar, and he got Caesar for nothing. No,
2: but that's amazing accolade, isn't it? So, probably only beaten by Caesar, Billy McNeil, the late great Billy. In
4: my view, listen, John Gregg has been a fantastic captain for Rangers, and they've had other captains, and Richard Goff, of course, with the captain nine in a row. And for Rangers, listen, you could argue, captains, everything else, but you know, what Scott did, as you mentioned there, the four trebles. Mm. Um, I think he's got the European games record for Celtic. He's played more European mm. games than any other player. Um, and as I said, Billy McNeil is, you know, yeah. he, he was an incredible man mm. and a captain and a great servant. So listen, it's about opinions. Mm. But if you're looking at trophies and a record hole, and um, and success, you know, then Scott has to be right up there.
2: Well, John Harrison, you know a bit about success and trophy holes and legendary status at Celtic and Wales. Stephen, you played against him so many yeah. times. What would you say about Scott Brown, who today has been announced he's just left Aberdeen?
3: Yeah, first of all, leaving mid-season or towards the end of the season would suggest to me that he possibly has something lined up. You know, why would you not stay until the end of the season and then call it quits at the end? Mm. You know, Neil Lennon going to Cyprus yesterday, you know, maybe we're putting two and two together and getting five. There's a common connection being his Celtic captain and leader when he was there. Uh, he, he's dipped his toe in coaching. I don't think he he's done as much coaching as what he thought he would.
2: Because he played a lot of football,
3: didn't he? He played a lot of football. And, and you know, it, it's hard sometimes when you go in as part of a package and the rest of the management all go and you're kind of left hanging on your own. new manager comes in, he's aware of your aspirations of wanting to be a coach and a manager. Does it disrupt Jim? Listen, Jim has every right to make a decision he thinks is fit f- for the football club. He was brought in to change the fortunes of the football club around If he thinks Scott Brown isn't going to be part of that longer term or the next 18 mm. months, then they have a conversation about That's Jim's about it. prerogative yeah, mm. as, that, as the new that's manager. That's what he's been brought in yeah. for.
4: But what I would say as well, um, he's played an awful lot of football, and Craig knows this, I know this, Neil Lennon knows this, the old wee old Barry who comes on here, it comes to us all. Eventually, you know, you look at it and you go, am I ready to hang my boots up? He'd been left out, um, you know, with Jim Goodwin at the weekend. He'd played in a more withdrawn yep. role, yep. if you like, where it doesn't, you're know, you not using up as much energy level. It's not as demanding as in the middle of the park when he used to maraud around and he'd yep. be here, he'd be everywhere, cover every blade of grass. Yep. It was a position where Stephen Glass found for him and Scott might have woke up and just gone, do you know what, this is getting a bit hard work. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not being. I'm not first name on the sheet like I used to be. Um, and he might just decided to like, well, do you know what, my playing days are gone, but I want mm-hmm. to stay in the game. It was, it? It was yeah. always going to be tougher. It was always going to be
3: tougher, I think, going to somewhere like Aberdeen, because it's Celtic... Uh, Listen, you had better players around about him. He had players who could do a little bit of legwork for him. He wasn't having to do as much defending, possibly. Mm. Whereas at Aberdeen, maybe at 36 years of age, he was getting exposed a little bit more. Mm. And that's when the self doubt starts to maybe. kick in as well with mm. yourself. And you think, oh, you know, I don't know if the players beside me we we're used to. We're getting caught in the counter attack. I, I can't make the distance up. I'm not influencing games the way I used to. That all comes to you and it eats away at you sometimes. And then if an option comes or a management, or a, yeah. a, a coaching role or somebody off it, you think, I wouldn't mind that. You yeah. know, now's the right time. So and and, and his
4: role at Aberdeen, I don't think, was yep. more so on the playing side. Yeah, He would play because he's still influential. But I think one of the reasons he went there because he knew that with Michael Glass being a friend, mm. he could get into coaching, yep. potentially sure. eventually be assistant manager,
2: yeah.
4: you know, take some there could have been
2: that pathway, and absolutely. I think that was
4: yep. one of the reasons he went to Aberdeen, yep. and, you know, because he was offered that other side of things, mm. not just on a playing with, sure. a, with a to just having a playing role yeah. there was just, other roles involved you know in in his decision yep. to go to Aberdeen because he
2: played with Stephen Glass of course uh, some years ago uh, Stephen he was good for Lewis Ferguson for example he gave him a bit more freedom especially earlier yeah. in the season when they were getting some good results and uh, you could see he was enjoying his football you know will we see him play again we're not sure um, Celtic fans do you want to come on
4: with some memories of Scott Brown as the do player you, do they want him back at Celtic would that be a nice role for Scott Brown to come back to Celtic? I watched well, I social to media today. Coach. I think it'll be down to the manager. Mm. It'll be coach, down you mean her play? Uh, to to coach, coach, To coach. Yeah, I think That's I think it. that decision mm. has to be ultimately and only decided by Anne's Postacoglu. I don't think you'll come back at this stage of this season with everything mm. that you know. That you put everything into the mix where Celtic are right now. You know, riding this crest of a wave, mm. top of the league, but. Listen, stranger things Crikey. have happened. It'd be interesting yeah. to see you what just the. Just wonder a couple of
3: things on that. Yeah. If he did come back, I'd be surprised if he went into the first team setup. Mm. You know, you look at like Steve McManus went 18s yeah. B team, first team. Darno D went into the 18s. Yep. He's now in the mm-hmm. B team. So maybe there's a little progression mm-hmm. there. But also, I, I just wonder if Scott Brown said at any stage this season and think, I should have taken another year at Celtic. You,
2: you think so? One, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You're
3: just looking at, maybe. The, at the way they're playing. Yeah. You know, he probably could have taken another year. He mm-hmm. thinks, mm, did he make the right decision? Anyway, uh, you know, there's no regrets mm-hmm. in life, but you just wonder somewhere deep inside, Paul, as you think, yeah. one more year, working with Ange poster Cogley, could have got a bit more out of me, could have played in the bigger games. Who knows? Yep. But anyway, I think if he's going to go anywhere near management, he needs to go and cut his teeth. You need to see the workings of a club on a daily basis. And I don't mean as a player, coach, or a player, a, 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 an assistant manager, an out-and-out coaching role. Learn how to all set it up and how the dynamics work and then prepare yourself so when a job comes along, you're on the money and you can go and do it
4: I think that was the view at Aberdeen but obviously it it, it all went up yeah. in smoke when when Stephen Glass was relieved yeah. of his duties mm. uh, I think it just wasn't pitch. happening he for he him, him was it the pitch.
3: Yeah. ideally Scott sure. Brown said I've well, yeah, maybe played 20 games this year and coached mm. but then realizing when, well, when he went there he had the play it's okay? interesting
4: that Jim Goodwin yep. hasn't seen what Stephen Glass seen in yeah. Scott mm. now I know Scott's his friend and they played together before but Stephen <laughs> took him there said this guy is inspirational he's a leader of men which he is He's going to play a huge role in my team, and Jim's gone there and gone almost gone because you know sure. we don't know. Mm-hmm. We're all su- surmising. Yeah. We haven't got a clue okay. the reasons why he's left. Just Jim getting... will probably remember you know the fifteen
3: we... times he kicked him off the. Like, he said
4: it's Jim hasn't seen that same <laughs> yeah. role for Scott, yeah. maybe as as what Stephen Glass did. There'll be great
2: respect between those two. So I mean, well, that, we'll yeah, be, yeah, absolutely. there Absolutely, is.
4: Listen, you, right. don't, so you don't have the, c-
3: the career Scott Brown has, and and you know you don't have respect for him for what he's done.
2: You know, International I- Women's Day today so to all the inspirational women uh, in life and in sport listening in thanks for making the switch joining us from 5 every evening Monday to Friday inspirational women in sport for you John Hartson and you you Stephen Craig yeah yeah. well both of you actually we're going to take a break but there are so many our own Leanne Crichton who joins us uh, she was on with us on Thursday Uh, I'm not sure if she's training or whatever we're trying to get her at the moment there are so many I'm lucky enough to work also with Judy Murray at the Kilt Walk and what she does for women's sport and sport in general and helping to produce Mm. of course uh, Jamie and Andy uh, did a lot for sport in general but it is brilliant Stephen isn't it the way that women's football is improving Um, there's a new deal in England since I believe are sponsoring them, quite a lot of money going in, uh, which is brilliant. Let's hope for some more in Scotland as well. But I mean, girls are playing football almost as much. For example, coming through the schools yeah. and the youth clubs now as well, as the boys. It, just when you're talking about international women's football, yeah.
3: Northern Ireland qualified for the, for this summer's Euros first time ever. So they're now, uh, you know, they're breaking the mould. They're starting to grow. The game's grown over there. Uh, you know, their inspiration now, their games are selling out for international friendlies, for qualifying games. They've got England, Norway and Austria, thinking their World Cup qualifiers are in their in the Euros group in the summer. So they've taken women's football in Northern Ireland to a completely different level. Their role models have always been role models, but people recognise their face now. They're in the papers, mm. they're doing interviews, they're right there and about. They're really growing the game. And we hope, in Northern Ireland anyway, it's going to be for the long term, not just for the short term Euro championships moving forward. So certainly today... It's all about uh, the Northern mm. woman for me.
2: Yeah, and I, I would say Leanne Crichton, uh, totally inspirational. I love working with her. We get great feedback yes. Um for uh, our pundits, and not least for Leanne. She knows her stuff. 75 caps, I think, for Scotland.
4: Well, I worked for Celtic TV this season with yep. Kelly Clark, the, the Celtic Blues captain, yep. and uh, again... Very knowledgeable on the yep. game, mm-hmm. uh, and why? Why wouldn't women be anywhere? Of course, Shaban anyway, you know? Little, John as well. Yeah, I'm thinking. Big shout out to, you, to you, go, you go even bigger. You like, yep. you go back to the, uh, I don't know what, what it was—the '80s or, Billie Jean King. Mm-hmm. You know, the yeah. tennis player, uh, Serena Williams. You yep. know, they, there are so many uh, inspirational women that have made a huge difference. Rochelle, they, our producer
2: this afternoon. Woody as well, assistant oh, producer.
4: Absolutely. Some
2: inspirational women, Karen and Rochelle, with us here. So. Stephen Cragen, John Hartson, Paul Cooney. And uh, yeah, who are the women who've inspired you, especially in sport? And also, what about Scott Brown then? So, he's gone from Aberdeen, he's ended the contract mutually with the club. Um, Yeah, Celtic fans, do you want to talk about him? And after the break, Rangers are only a couple of days away from Europa League action. And in town... Red Star, Belgrade and one of you has played in their ground, that's coming
1: up next The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota, Ford, Seat and more Let's
2: go, 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 go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney here in the company of John Hartson, Stephen Cragan and your calls now coming in 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show Tomorrow night Barry Ferguson will be back with Davey Proven and also Rob McLean back from sunning himself in a much sunnier climb. Although the weather, John, has been brilliant here. Beautiful, crisp late winter
4: days. Yeah, it has. Um, and it, I think it's colder in Edinburgh than what it is in Glasgow. Oh, I right always is because yeah. we're higher. You'll have had your tea. Yeah. That's right, yeah. But it is nice weather, yeah. but still okay. a little bit of a nip in the air, isn't it? That's us up to date. Sun's out sunny, but still coldish.
2: Sean Batty, where are you when we we'll get John hartson Just get rid of the rain. That's enough enough in the weather. We're interested, but not that interested in the weather from both of you. We want to talk about the football. That breaking news is that Scott Brown has left Aberdeen. The Dons have just said the 36-year-old former Scotland captain joined the club in the summer of 2021 in a two-year deal in a player-coach role. He'll now depart the Dons to allow him to focus on his coaching development with a view to taking his first steps in his managerial career when an opportunity arises. All at Aberdeen would like to thank Scott for his contribution during his time with the club. We wish him all the very best. And Scott Brown himself has paid a tribute to the fans as he thanked them and thanked a number of people at Pataudry in a farewell message. He said, I'd like to take this opportunity to firstly thank the board. And it's just come off my screen here, so I'll make up the rest of it. No, he just said, and for the fans. um, I was only in the North East for a short period. The fans made me feel welcome from day one. So my thanks must go to them for showing me so much support. He said, the Dons, it's a huge club. I know there's real determination from all to deliver success both on and off the pitch. I wish them all the best for the remainder of the season. And the director of football, Stephen Gunn, said, when Scott arrived at the club, um, we understood his desire to begin his transition into a coaching role. He's been an outstanding asset to the club in the last 11 months. Uh, his contributions on and off the pitch have been invaluable. I've no doubt he'll bring the same desire, determination and will to win that he's demonstrated throughout. No comment there, Um Well, yeah, Jim Goodwin is not quoted at that point in it, but I suppose he's new to it. And to be fair to him, you know, clean broom, isn't it? Somebody new coming in. I would imagine... I'm sure he will be asked the
3: question at some stage, Paul, and I'm sure he will give Scott Brown a glowing
2: reference. Uh, But
3: when you're a new manager getting into a football club, sometimes you give tough calls to make. You've got decisions to make of how you see best to take the team forward. That's why he's been employed... You know, maybe Scott wanted to do more coaching. Maybe Jim wants to bring someone else in. Whatever it may be, there's no doubt they will respect each other and respect each other's decision. But I just said, you know, just to reiterate, I just think Scott Brown leaving now before the season's over would make me think that there's something else possibly in the pipeline for him.
2: Right, what about Rangers then? Thursday night, it's Red Star, Belgrade will come into town tomorrow, I would imagine, for the game on Thursday, full house at Ibrox. And, you know, we'll talk about the title. We talked last night about some of the decisions Rangers celebrated, 150 years since they first started. Um, But things didn't seem that happy, you know, behind the Mm -hmm. scenes. We talked about Dave King last night. But this is a chance to reset, isn't it, Stephen? Because their record in Europe, and and all Scottish Mm -hmm. fans should remember it, that they've helped the coefficient massively in the last four years. Um, What what do you feel about this game on Thursday? Well, it's a little bit
3: into the unknown because we don't watch a lot of Serbian football. (laughs) And I don't imagine they watch an awful lot of Scottish football over in Serbia. However, what will stand out for them is the Rangers result in performances against Borussia Dortmund. And I think if Rangers want to progress in this tournament and they keep moving forward, they've raised the bar. That's the benchmark they have to reach if they get anywhere near that on Thursday night with regards to energy and quality and playing with a the calmness, they didn't have to go chasing the game. They were able to suck up a little bit of pressure and play in the counter-attack at times. It's about getting the balance right. And yes, the crowd will be up for and be trying to drive the team forward. But what I felt against Borussia Dortmund as they played clever with their, their brain. They didn't go chasing the game because the fans were demanding. They picked and chose their moments, Paul, of when to do it. I thought it was a really mature performance in, uh, performances in both legs. So just because you've got over that big hurdle, it's not a case of, oh, well, it's only Red Star, Belgrade. The focus will have to be to try and get anywhere near those levels. And the supporters will have to accept they might not dominate the ball. I mean, they might only have 40 odd percent, 45 percent, whereas in Scotland, sometimes it's 75. So there has to be a patience on both sides. But this is certainly a tie looking at it. You know, they don't have a lot of household names, Red Star, Belgrade. Mm. However, they will be a good team. Uh, the Serbian League is quite similar to Scotland. It's a two horse race between Partizan, Belgrade and, and, and Red Star, That's Belgrade. So it'll be a test for both. But no doubt If Rangers can reach Anywhere near the levels Of Dortmund They can get through
2: And John Rangers have been Even better Away from home In Europe When you look at the performance In Dortmund Was even better Than it was at Ibrox How do you feel about this game For Thursday night?
4: Well I think they've got Every chance I really do I think um, in Europe Not just this season But in in the last um, Three seasons Mm. They've got to the last 16 of the tournament They'd like to go That one further Mm. Like to get into the last eight, and then as you know, anything can happen. Then, um, but I just wondered as well if it really suits Rangers to play at home first, because you know when teams have to come, you know you look what they did to Dortmund, um, and when when Rangers can go away first of all, and you know and almost not so much be defensive because it's got four goals away in Dortmund, but they can they can sort of. Um, you know ease their way into the game yep. there's not huge pressure as long as you don't concede an awful lot of goals the away goals obviously don't matter, but then I think every time they bring a team back to Glasgow uh the week after it's like all of a sudden it's like the crowd are up um yep. very difficult place to go on european nights and 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 get results for the away teams so I just wonder, but I get I give them every chance as Steven said, rest up Belgrade they're not a european giant um at this moment in time you know like dortmund were mm. if you like um so i give them every chance i really do i just i would just rather them to have played uh, away first i just think yeah. they might have felt more comfortable Listen, can't do much about as, that it, it is the what, draw, it, isn't it, isn't it? what it is yeah. i think is your you're, you're going, going to, to be take there a next win week away with you. You exactly know, go yeah.
3: there with you know you, you don't want to be going to belgrade chasing the game because That's an atmospheric stadium as well, you yeah. know. It'll be packed to the rafters, they certainly can drive their team forward. So, you don't want to be going chasing the game and having to open up and getting exposed. Mm. So, even going and, and leading by a single goal, mm. I think they would absolutely take right now to think we've not something to go and defend, but the longer the game goes, we may be able to suck them out and, and play in the counter attack like they did against Dortmund. So, it'll be it'll be finally balanced. The away goals. Don't count yeah, anymore. do they? I think it makes it yeah. a better tie. Do you like it? Yeah, I do. I mm. think it makes it a better tie. That means mm. that no one can go and sit in and try and camp in with, if, if they're
2: winning by a goal. And when is that game? The away leg? Following Thursday. Next it's, Thursday.
3: You're going to be there 30, with yeah, BT I'm, Sport. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. doing this Thursday night. I'm going to Belgrade next week. I'm wow. guessing someone couldn't go. So I was asked no, to go. Fun. So, yeah. so it's, it's you nice. played in the stadium. What's yeah. it like? Well, I played it when there was no fans because it was the Serbian national team play there and their fans were suspended for crowd trouble. However, there was 500 Northern Ireland fans at the game, which was strange. Yeah. Well, that was about 2010, maybe 2000, 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, huge tunnel. Tunnel's about half a Is day long. Like, yeah. an epic you day get shattered the tunnel. by the end Honestly, of the knackered. tunnel. <laughs> I was wanting to get changed at the end of the tunnel so we didn't have to run up the hill and back down again. But again, a proper old-fashioned stadium, you, yeah. you see, that would carry an incredible atmosphere. So, you know, we talk about the atmosphere at Ibrox and Celtic Park. If Red Star Belgrade have something to play for and they're in that tie that will be an experience for the Rangers players I can guarantee that
2: Rangers fans you'll be looking forward to on Thursday night be a special occasion uh, on Saturday 1-0 against Aberdeen wasn't Rangers best performance they had a lot of the ball but not a lot of pressure really not that many uh, chances and there was that controversy when the star striker was taken off Alfredo Morelos. The manager made that decision it was pretty bold wasn't it you know nil nil you're celebrating you know the the history of the club you're looking for the win your three points you get the chance to go level with celtic on points and it looked as though it wasn't happening and then he brought on kemar roof and the goal they got the goal yep. and uh, afterwards they and they got the points yeah, and it's, it's all about the points of course you want to play well uh, create a lot of chances win with a, with a with a big margin didn't, uh, don't concede a goal but it's football, you know. It's especially in these um, in, in the last phase of the season, everyone is playing for something. John, were you surprised Morales went off?
4: But it's goals that count. Well, it's it's Mar- been know, proved to be the right roof. decision, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. You know, because he went on. kimar Roof got the goal. I think I think Morales will will start on. Uh, yeah. Thursday night I think he's the he's the main striker and he's on form he's on yeah. form listen he might have been looking a bit leggy the manager obviously decides he might have gone Kemar Roof's you know he's chomping at the bit to get on he looks fresh um, now I know Morelos has had a, had a really good season uh, his goals have made the difference at times you know in big games um, and I like him I like him as a player Morelos mm-hmm. he gets goals he's unpredictable um, but the manager's got it right you know he's brought Kemar Roof on and he's got the goal he's got the winning goal which, which obviously then uh, you know did what they had to do they've just got to keep winning like Celtic they just have to you know another eight cup finals to mm. go in terms of the league so they did what they had to do they put pressure on Celtic on the Sunday as we keep speaking about the mm. team that plays first and of course, um, you know, Celtic then responded. They did indeed. Stephen, what
2: are you thinking about the title run-in? It's so tight. Yeah. In fact, last night, that's a year ago the Rangers had won the title. Yeah, yeah so it's incredible. Believe it. yeah. it's
3: been a big turnaround in the year, hasn't it? But just following on you know, from John there on Saturday, it's a big call, but that's what the manager's employed for. Mm-hmm. The manager's employed to make the change that he sees fit to try and change the dynamic of the game and try and win them points. If he hadn't have won the game, he would have got absolutely lambasted all over the press. Yeah. He manages to win the game mm-hmm. And there's a couple of wee headlines here. And there. It's That's amazing cool. yeah. how you know the narrative yeah. changes dramatically, Paul. But Kimon Roof is a player who hasn't played an awful lot under. Giovanni Van Bronkers. I think he's only had three starts. Mm. He did, however, score a winning penalty against Hibs to get them three points, and he scored the winning goal the weekend. He's more of a poacher. Yeah. And when teams are sitting back and they're sitting deep, you maybe just need that little change. Morelos I think, one goal in five. So I'm not saying he's off form, but mm. it, 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 it seemed a sensible change. However, that's the pressure of a title race. The fans know what's at stake. They knew they couldn't drop points, but the booing and whatever got under. Cre- that yeah. just adds to the pressure of the players. The players don't need that at this point. Were you moment surprised in at the booing? I think it's more just frustration. That's what it comes down to, and then if you're looking for a goal and you're taking off your talisman man, your top goal scorer you think, "Wow, well, what chance have we got now?" So, I'm sure he had a rice right, mile himself after the game. He seems Giovanni to step Blancurst. up though,
4: in Europe, doesn't he, Morelos Yeah, he gets some. You mm. know, the bigger the occasion, that's where he's going to get his move, John, isn't it? Well, exactly, what his reputation has risen yeah. again. That's when you're bigger the, big the occasion, you know, yeah. uh, the bigger the match, the more that's on the game. Mm-hmm. He seems to step up. He seems yeah. to get the vital goals, doesn't
2: he? Well, he's uh, you know he's box office in Europe, isn't he? And his yeah. transfer value, there was no interest in him. January was there. I don't think there was any interest. And in last summer sold. there wasn't. There was more interest in the summer of twenty twenty one when Leal did put a bid in. A, we understand um, of around fifteen million. But at that time Rangers were looking for eighteen, but uh, eighteen to twenty million. But Rangers fans are not thinking about that. They're thinking about the forty million pound title, and uh, are they going to win it? But uh, it's it's swung towards Celtic. Stephen, do you feel with the, the three points and, yeah. and the relentless twenty four games? Celt-
3: Sunday looked a really Common performance that was a performance of a team who knew they were going there to do a job get the game won didn't really put it in doubt at any stage I mean there was talk about li- having won at Livingston for 15 years yeah. Well Livingston would have been out of the league for the end of those so years so it was five so trips yeah. it's almost a bit distorted sure. when still you say five it like visits
2: mind you but, it is uh,
3: yeah. but Ange Postacoglu said that uh, the team coming on Sunday as he said ahead mm. of the game was different than what it had been in, mm. you know, earlier in the season or even last season I think four players who started earlier in the season James McCarthy and and Ball and Goalie Played through there who? as well <laughs> Exactly who? You know so it's a completely different team Different setup, And they, it was a really mature performance Considering Rangers mm. were level with them All the negativity around Certainly going to Livingston I thought they stepped up And they looked like a side Who were in full control Knew what they had to do And got the job done mm.
4: Yeah John? I thought they, they were very yeah. good On the weekend I thought They come out with uh, Almost um, They knew It would be a difficult game They've struggled on that On that plastic mm. pitch in recent years um, and they knew what was ahead and I thought they pressed high really early never let Livingston out um, they got the early opportunity with, with Callum McGregor missing the penalty unfortunately but then he was still brilliant on the day mm-hmm. um, and then I, I just thought Jota um, and James Forrest again looked back to his best he scored another great goal and I just thought they were they were convincing winners at the weekend. It could have been more. We talked about the penalty. Mm. Uh, you can talk about the the, the referee and poor decisions. I actually think you talk about the Rogic decision. I think I think his hands are out in front of him, mm. and the ball is hit towards his hands. I, yeah. you know, when you're running, I don't know what people, you know. It was for. a great
2: piece of play, wasn't it, by
4: him? Skill yeah. to ride
2: a tackle. Him. And, and you I, can
4: argue, yeah. is it? A penalty? On another day, the referee yeah. gives a penalty. On yeah. another day, he lets it go. Yeah. But I just overall their play. Um, I know David Martin; he has to mention it. He's, he's, he's the yeah, manager; the sure. fans expect him to mention it. Mm. But I just thought overall on the day, I thought Celtic went about it in the right fashion, and I thought there was a really good performance from them.
2: A player who hadn't scored all season, but he'd scored in the 12 previous. Of course, we're talking about James Forrest, and the manager paid tribute to the former Player of the Year. You know, he's been working hard. As yeah, as I said all along, we we we, we put together.
5: You
3: know, we wanted to put together a strong squad. When we have everyone available, we've got people who can contribute. And, you know, I thought James, Tommy, um, you know, Tony Ralston, all the boys who came in today, um, you know, gave us the energy because, you know, it's three games in a week and I thought that would uh, help us. And, uh, yeah, James is outstanding. He took his goal well, but played well as well.
2: The forest making the headlines recently has been his brother, Alan. Yeah, I think he? that spurred him on a little bit as well.
3: Well, listen, he, he knows he's probably not going to be a first choice. James Forrest mm. all the time when you you know, you've got a big squad and Jota and Maida and Abata and Abada can play on the right hand side. So you have to be ready to play when your chance comes along. You still have he still has a big part to play. Not every minute of every game like it's happened in the past, but he can change games. He's always been a player who scores big goals for Celtic when they really need That's one person to step up and deliver. So, his experience of getting titles over the line will be a huge asset for the manager. So, James Forrest still has ability. He can still score goals. He still impacts games, maybe just not as much as what he would like. However, you know, when you go into uh, what the last eight games, you
2: need big players and options and that's what Anspastakogli has You can speak to John Hartson and Stephen Craigan on 0808 08, 17 17 700 and some questions coming in on the socials at Go Football Show Stephen I'm going to be asking you what's happening at Motherwell still a chance of Europe this is for after the break but they haven't won since last year so it could go either way in the top six the split is coming soon
1: The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre online, on the phone or at the dealership in Darnley, Glasgow Let's go Go,
2: go, go. Thanks Nancy for keeping us up to date It's quarter to six It's Tuesday evening We're in the presence of John Hartson, Stephen Craig and Paul Cooney On the Go Radio Football Show On International Women's Day Our producer Rochelle is with us We're here on The Breakfast Show as well Double shift this week Thank you very much We look to uh, women to have that Stamina to come in For you Rochelle in- it's Inspirational sports women.
5: Um, What'd you go for? There's a load out there. You mentioned Judy Murray and, and stuff earlier mm-hmm. on. Um, Eve Muirhead and the girls have got to be up there after bringing home gold from the Beijing Winter Olympics. That was a great achievement. But there's tons. There's absolutely loads.
2: The curlers, they did so well. The men were pipped. They got the bronze, didn't they? they? The, and well. then what's is that, Stephen? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I just think the likes of Eve Muirhead, because it's
3: a sport that's really under the radar, mm. it's a name that when you set, everyone knows it. Mm. Yeah. But the same people probably don't watch curling, mm-hmm. which, which is strange. You know, you always watch it in a major tournament yeah. and then you forget about it for the next four years until it comes round again, strangely. So that's always the name that will resonate with curling for me.
2: And it captured the imagination right across the mm-hmm. UK, didn't it? Uh, even in Wales, John, they were interested in uh, Eve Muirhead and uh, the women in the team. So well done to them. Brilliant. Inter- inspirational
4: women in sport. Your daughters, are they sporty, John? Um, not yeah. other than a little bit of gymnastics and yeah. uh, a bit of school sort of... Um, you know, sports day. Not really. My daughter's a very good singer, Lena. Uh, she's got a wonderful. It has to voice. One in the
3: family, John. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Stephen.
4: Uh, but other than that, you know, my, my seven-year-old. <laughs> she plays for um, uh, the local football team as well. So mm. she's up every Saturday morning. Uh, she loves it, <laughs> all weather. She's out there with her boots on and her little skinny legs. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I just yeah. think you know. I mentioned. Um, I mentioned earlier on. Uh, We've got singers. You were saying,
2: and somebody who was on the other night at the uh, uh the Oval Hydro, Texas. Yeah,
4: Charlene Spatari. She's yeah, brilliant, she, isn't she? Oh, she's got, they've got yep. five or six classics, Texas. Mm, I think they're quite a Wonderful few. band. Yeah. John
2: was singing during the break, but we won't do it during the well. show. We're valuing building this <laughs> that's, audience. That's offered in the, debate. Yeah, Fine. Stephen. Women in uh, in music. I know. I'm yeah. not. I, I'm not a
3: big music doesn't really play a big part in my life I'm honest I'd listen to a wee bit I'd rather listen to a podcast or something I'm in the car just.
2: you could have said Annie Lennox or Emily Sandby you're right could have Lulu you could have I (laughs) keep forgetting uh, it's a
4: Scottish Scottish Glasgow Glasgow zone I'd be saying Shirley Bassey Uh, Shirley Bassey or (laughs) Charlotte Church (laughs) Charlotte Church
2: yeah (laughs) this is BBC Radio 4 or Charlotte Church uh, Rochelle and you'll be back on tomorrow morning and it was great on Friday morning you Jim White in the show and I see that Simon Jordan and Jim White got a huge award last night a yep. UK award at the uh, Sporting Journalists Award in London they didn't which need. was brilliant and Laura Woods got the uh, top presenter yep. uh, well, maybe we'll get it next year <laughs> and uh, Jim and Simon got the best radio show so well done to Jim uh, congratulations. And he joins us often here on Go yeah. Radio, so well done getting him. And the mystery voice, it was Laura, wasn't it? I didn't know who it was yesterday. Laura yeah.
5: Anderson. Yeah. Yes, it was.
2: Never watched uh, Love, <laughs> Love Island.
5: Island. Not I not hope Island neither Island of
4: you have watched it either. Another name, yeah. another yeah. another inspirational woman is yes. Katie Taylor, the boxer. Of course. Yeah. Great she's, shout. She's amazing. Great shout. all shirt. the Irish fans out there. Yeah. Great. Oh eight, oh 08, 17 17
2: 700. We're taking your calls and we're breaking the news, which is, well, it's been... Confirmed today that the game with the Ukraine won't happen two weeks on Thursday. That's delayed. It could happen in June, maybe Saturday, June the 4th. And if it goes ahead and if we win it, then we would play either Austria or Wales on Tuesday, the 7th of June. But it would be wonderful if the conflict was over uh, by then. But let's wait to see what happens. There's far bigger things happening in the world than than a football game uh, for the World Cup. Back here at the Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. We're motoring towards the Rangers in action on Thursday night against Red Star Belgrade. Uh, We were talking about them and the win at the weekend. So if there's such a thing as a neutral out there, this is a brilliant season for Scottish football, isn't it? Neck and neck, just three points in it. Celtic 11 goals better off. Mm -hmm. Is it going to go all the way? And John, is it going to be down to April the 3rd? You know, the, the next... Rangers-Celtic game and then the final Celtic-Rangers game. What do you think?
4: They'll play a huge part. I th- I still think it's in both clubs' hands. If Rangers win every game, they'll win the league. Celtic win every game, they'll win the league. Um, so that's a, that's a position you like to be in as a club and as a team and as a manager. Um, they become massive games now. I, I still think there'll be one or two other twists and turns. Mm. There always is. Um, it's never sort of cut and dry, you know. Uh, so I think... It, from a Rangers' point of view, you'll be looking to win that game. Of course you will, because you're three points behind, you're ten goals behind, I think mm. it is. Eleven. Yeah, eleven. So, you know, to claw it back, that's your big opportunity. Home at Ibrox against Celtic. Um, you've had a great run in recent years against Celtic. Obviously, not so good in the game uh, earlier on at uh, Celtic Park, where Celtic won 3-0 and they were exceptional mm-hmm. on the night. I think um, I think the supporters will be thinking, well, we got we got to win that, yeah. you know, because we are the team chasing now. What Celtic have been chasing most of the season. They managed to get themselves in front. Rangers have left the door ajar. Celtic have gone through it with great form, um, and the, those games now, the, the two games that are left, the Rangers Celtic games, uh, and obviously you know the other one to follow, yeah. uh, I, I, they become they're always massive. Mm. But now, with the league being so tight, they are monumental now. Would
2: you like to be at that game, John? Would you be commentating? You might be.
4: Yeah. I don't know if I'm if I'm given the role, if I'm offered. Yeah. You, you know, sure. Stephen's the same. We normally get yeah. our fixtures or our yeah. our gigs. You know, two or three weeks in sure. advance, so you can prepare. You can do your stuff. Decision um,
2: day. It's going to be some game, isn't it? That, yeah. Um, uh, we'll I, just I'd to be win.
4: lucky, Paul, because yeah. I yeah. I I played up here mm. and I've managed to be a pundit over the years mm. and I've done many games. But there's nothing beats playing Sure, yeah there's nothing beats playing you we can know? only imagine you know and, and, that, and that particular game you know that mm. was that was the highlight for me and if you, mm. if you can manage to get a few goals in them and have a bit of success in them as well biggest games you ever played in the games against rangers it has and to be I, yeah. it has to be because of what, what's at stake yeah. and the games for the supporters that's what they are mm-hmm. you know it's a derby game like you know norwich and ipswich they're not bothered about selling <laughs> the rangers Swansea, Cardiff are not interested in Selig Rangers. You know, a derby is only a derby in relation to where you come from in the Mm. country and who you support. You know, I played in West Brom Wolves, the Mm. Black Country Derby. That's a big derby, Mm. you know. Um, So in terms of derbies all around the world, I believe it's the biggest. There there can't be many um, that mean more to Mm. both sets of fans um, than this particular game.
3: Rangers have to win this game. You know, they can't afford to come out of that still being three points behind. Celtic probably think we can come out unscathed in that game. The title is almost there because I think they're so strong at Celtic Park, it's going to be a huge ask for Rangers to have to go there and try and over, overturn them at Celtic Park. So that's what makes it such an intriguing game. If we get there and it's still three points, Rangers need to win. Otherwise, I think Celtic's position just get stronger.
2: Would the home team be the favourite side I know we're three weeks away from it, almost four weeks, but at the moment, Rangers would be favourites, maybe at home. Well, and the same thing with Celtic uh, when they play in
3: April. Clearly, just judging by the two results this year Rangers won at Ibrox, Celtic won at Celtic Park. Mm. You'd probably say slightly, yeah, because they have the bigger crowd. But, you know, Celtic haven't won at Ibrox for, a, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many games it would be. Uh, you know, Ange Postecoglou Cogley wouldn't say he's been breaking records, but he's been certainly going and winning at stadiums where they haven't previously in the mm. past. They've played with a freedom about them. So they will. You know they won't change the style. They're not going to go there and hope not they get beat. They're going to go to try and win the game, which I think just makes it an even better game again. Mm-hmm. So certainly, you know the old firm games it will boil down to between now and the split. You know Celtic at home to Ross County away to Rangers, Hummerson Johnston.
4: Well, what I would say to that is Paul and Stephen is that Celtic are a different animal these days. Yeah. This time around, sure. you look at the way they play and you look at the way that their their, their players are reacting. Um, they've got to the top of the table. They won the first trophy of the season. Mm-hmm. Um and whereas in the past Celtic are coming off nine in a row by the way but Rangers obviously they stepped up and they, mm. they, 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 Celtic didn't beat Rangers for almost was it two and a half years? Was it six or seven games? Mm. But I would say right now even going to Ibrox I agree with Steven. I think the Rangers will start slight favourites but Celtic now the way that they're playing the goals they're scoring you know on the front foot um, they Um they, they've just they just look a different animal now. They, the way they approach games and what they what they can do on the pitch with, with the players they've got.
2: Table looks like this. Celtic after the 30 games on 73 points. Goal difference of 47. Rangers after the 30 are on 70 points plus 36. So there's 11 goals in it. At Hearts, they are going to be third, aren't they? They're on uh, 50 points uh, after the 30 games. A team that just came up from the championship. Hibs on 37. And that's what I want to ask you both about before the news. Hibbs on 37 along with Livingston. Then Ross County, Dundee United and Motherwell on 36, St Mirren on 33 and Aberdeen on 32. Stephen, looking at your old club, and we're a West of Scotland uh, station, so Ross County doing amazingly well, Dundee United. um, But what about Motherwell then? What what can you say? I know a lot of the Motherwell fans with a Joseph on saying, a Joe from Cleland saying, well, you know, we played so well against Rangers, um, came back, you know, the two goals, Mm -hmm. 2-2. And then he changed it again for the next yeah, game and, and they, I, they lost. I think that seems a bit of frustration that Graham at times has made
3: four or five changes mm-hmm. per game. And it's hard for players to get settled into a... a not, not even a system. The system doesn't change, but players around about you. You have, you, know, you have to build up relationships and have a rapport with people around about you. And if you're if you think you're going to be playing one week and you're not playing the next, it can be quite disruptive. But naturally, he's trying to find a, a way to win a game. He's not doing it so his team can lose. He's doing it to try and find a way to win. But... I think you said it ahead of the last break they haven't won since they beat Livingston on Boxing Day in the league that is you know so they've got a few big weeks coming up they've got the Scottish Cup quarterfinal final home to Hibs on Sunday at mm-hmm. half past 12 uh, away to St Johnston, home to St Mirren away to Livingston. and the thing is those three teams are all playing for something as well yep. St Johnstone trying to keep her head afloat and stay in the league and Livingston and St Mirren are trying to take Motherwell's place in the top six so I mean uh, on current form a worry for them that they won't make the top six. I hope they do, but I worry for them that they can't seem to win a game. It's it's so tight
4: though. I'm mm. looking at sixth, yeah. seventh, and eighth. All played yeah. thirty, all won nine games, all drew nine games, yeah. and all lost twelve games. Wow. Yeah. It's ridiculously it? close. And Two wins. Two mm. wins. All three of them teams, Ross County, Dundee, United, and well, mother are all on thirty-six points. Mm-hmm. Livingston and and, and Hibs are just a point above. Mm. Hibs are in fourth. Motherwell are in eighth, and there's only a point in it. So it's Amazing. ridiculously close. If you can string two wins. Of course, and St Mirren have got a
2: game in hand now under Stephen tomorrow Robinson. Night. Yeah, and so they've got that's right tomorrow so, night. So, so they, they can go, go to
3: thirty-six if they win tomorrow night. They're on thirty-three. I think they go to thirty-six if they win. Is that right?
2: Yeah, they absolutely. <laughs> they go Who they, they, they got tomorrow go, night? To Dundee. Dundee, of course. Well, they go on thirty-six as well. It's the tightest <laughs> that's ever been in you know that rump in the middle. Hearts are going to come third. Who's going to go down what's between Dundee and St Johnson? It's a two-way fight now, isn't it? It's a
3: two-way fight, although Aberdeen are having a little look over their shoulder just in case. They're a bit bit of
4: drift, aren't they? St Johnson, Dundee. St Johnson 11th. But they're eight points behind Aberdeen or third bottom.
2: Aberdeen need to watch they don't do an Everton job because suddenly Everton dragged into it down south. Right, after the news we're going to be asking about CCV Cameron Carter Vickers interest in the Tottenham low knee down south Celtic fans. Surely you would love to sign him. News is next and then we're back with John and Stephen.
0: Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the taxi centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof. Ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? Thetaxicentre.com. Trade only. Hour
2: 2 with Stephen Cragan and John Hartson and we're going to be joined by an inspirational woman now on International Women's Day. And there's been huge publicity today, quite properly and on the line the best in the business Leanne Crichton she's going to join us in just a moment or two we're just trying to connect she's getting so she'll be probably be on the sports scene or something at the moment she's almost as much in demand as John Hartson and Stephen Craig who are here with us tonight let's hear from the two managers then they can depth for the moment for Leanne first of all Ange Postacoglu Celtic winning 3-1 at Livingston on Sunday obviously you know, we, we kinda know it's a difficult place to come and win, but more importantly I thought we played really well. You know, we were dominant from the first minute. We kinda, you know, um, sort of still kept our patterns and created good chances. Um yeah, they were always a threat from set pieces, but yeah, you know, really that was the only threat and I thought, yeah, you know, they're a big side, so it was always gonna be a bit of a challenge for us, but I still thought we handled it all well. So that was him after going three points clear because Rangers went joint top just behind on goal difference. G V B speaking after the one goal victory over Aberdeen on Saturday. You know we've had those uh... Uh, games lately where we uh, were pushing for the winning goal create a lot of chances and uh, in the end didn't convert them into goals and today uh, you know for us we did so I uh, was very pleased with, uh, with the second half today next stop for Giovanni van Bronckhorst and Rangers is Thursday night Red Star Belgrade the Serbian champions are in town Stephen has played in the ground he'll be there next week with BT Sport we'll all be watching um, um, listening and listening we'll on the build-up here on the programme uh, beforehand, looking forward to it. But as we mentioned, International Women's Day and one of the most inspirational women in sport is with us now, and it's Leanne Crichton. Leanne, good evening.
5: Hi, Paul. How are you doing?
2: Good, thank you. It's great to hear you with John and Stephen as Hi well. Leanne. Hi, Leanne.
5: Hi. guys. How
2: are oh, yeah. Great. Thank you. There's huge attention um, quite rightly today. Have you been quite touched by it, by the amount of publicity on, you know, On Insta, I would imagine, Twitter, Facebook and on the mainstream media uh, about the importance of of women um, in the world and women's place.
5: Yeah, no, it's lovely, Paul. Really, really nice. I think, um, as you know, it's it's something that is uh, at the forefront of everything I do. You know, the the more strong women that we can empower and, and have that voice and certainly drive sport for example in the, the direction that I feel it can get to and to have that day in recognition I think is nice but it's only one day and I think it's more important everything else that we do in all of those other days to certainly as I say empower those women um, but it's nice you know, I've shared the moment I think with a podcast that was released today um, it was actually me interviewing my own mum um, that was put up on, online today so that was really something quite nice and special actually just yeah. to share some memories of childhood and Um, she's been a a huge, you know, figure for me to to learn from and grow and develop, so that was really quite nice
2: Where do we get that? i was just going to write it down. Yeah,
5: yeah, that one was on the BBC Sounds, Paul, to be honest Um, It was on the Behind the Goals podcast that I do with Rachel Corsley, so we both interviewed uh, Uh our mums, uh, just to ask (laughs) their memories of of being a mother of a, a footballer and a female and concerns that you might have had grown up about having a daughter and Um, the way the world's changed basically because there has been so much change since we were certainly young kids and you know even since my mum was was a um, young kid as well and through the generations and what that's looked like and certainly for me now the world's a much better place than it it probably was back then certainly equality and um, all those things are are becoming a bit easier for the, the new generations and it's just what more we can do to try and improve that.
2: Now we know here in Go Radio how proud your mum is of you and your nan yep. that we mention a lot. So I was about to ask you <laughs> about your mum, but come on, <laughs> did she give us something about you? You thought, oh, mum, don't tell them about that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> she was she was actually laughing. We had asked um, what she thought. I might have been as a child growing up. Yeah. And she said, that perhaps a police officer because I was always so nosy, stroke curious. <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. And to be fair, I've probably made a career out of interrogating people. So she she wasn't far from the truth, I don't think.
2: I, I could have seen you in line of duty, couldn't you? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Or Taggart, how old has been? <laughs> um, Absolutely. Leanne, from you, apart from your mum and your nan, and they'll be tuned in just now, i imagine. I hope you get time to tell them uh, that you're on Go Radio. Who inspired you in sport coming up? I know I've asked you about this before, but when you think about it, women in sport, there weren't as many role models, I don't think. We've mentioned people like Billie Jean King in tennis, the work that Judy Murray has done for a number of years. Um, What about you?
5: No, I think there's a, f- a few names in-, in football, which is a shame because there only probably was a few. Julie Fleeton yeah. is one that's you know a, a legend in the yeah. Scottish game. Yeah. She's a name that even now people still speak about. So mm-hmm. she was probably the first Scottish female footballer that I was familiar with. Um, there was an American player, Mia Hamm, who was a striker and she played in the World Cups back in the 90s for the mm-hmm. States. And she was always one. I remember having a top with her name on the back of it. Um, But I think growing up and probably the age I am at, you look at other um, female sports stars like Serena Williams, for example, who has, again, overcome so much adversity um, and who's just absolutely blown the sporting world away with her talent. So um, I think now it's nice that there is household names. But for me growing up, I think it was more about literally a a family of strong women Mm -hmm. that I always felt empowered to be the best I could be. I didn't see gender as an issue because that was the way my family was. I never felt that there should have been inequality, even though you were probably faced with it all the time, especially being a female footballer. Who, you know you had to fight to have a, a girls' team or you had to plead to play in a boys' team. Um, you had to get changed in a separate room when you were part of the school team. and There was loads of things that um, you just didn't think of. So I think the fact that my family were so supportive and it was, yes, my nana, like we speak about all the time. And um, my mum giving me the the belief to to be who I wanted to be, you know, and to use my voice to advocate for myself and to advocate for others was really important. And I think just sport, as the guys will know, gives you such a good upbringing anyway, because you learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about other people and you're part of that team constantly. You're always having to evolve and adapt and be agile and, Open-minded, I think so. Um, no, I've been really blessed with sport, and the people that I've looked up to have obviously helped develop me to, to the, the into the person that I am today. John,
4: Leanne, um, can I just ask you? Uh, I know you've said your mum is very inspirational to you and helped you, and guided you, and supported you more than anything else. But mm-hmm. when when you were when you were a young girl aspiring to be, you know, a footballer, and you're a fantastic one at that, by the way, and. Uh, very inspirational what, what, were you somebody that when you were growing up did you have a natural talent um, in terms of your upbringing and when you when you wanted to be a young uh, footballer mm-hmm. or did you have to work harder than most was it there? Initially, the reason yeah. why the reason one of the reasons I ask this, Leanne, is because I've got four daughters, and I would mm-hmm. love one of my daughters, <laughs> you know, to turn down to me and say, yeah. Dad, I want to be a footballer. And like Leanne Crichton, they're, they're, yeah. they're all over the shop, yeah. <laughs> I put take yeah. them down, yeah. they, they can hardly <laughs> kick the ball straight, you know, they can't side foot it, they toe poke it everywhere. Yeah. And so, a good question. The question yeah. is, well, was it a natural talent that you had, or yeah,
5: not- yeah. Listen, I think John, as you know, what the East End of Glasgow is like. That's where I was born and bred. So if he didn't play football, um, you it was probably frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Even although, you know, I was a young girl, but I had an older brother and a younger brother, um and everywhere at Mulder, Brother Cotton, wherever he went, I wanted to go everywhere he went. So he played football, <laughs> I played football. Yeah. I always played with him and his friends were older, two and a half years older. So I think in terms of a development process, actually playing with the, the boys yeah. helped me throughout my career. And there weren't a lot of girls teams. So I actually think now where a lot of the girls teams and any parents that come to me and ask for advice, because some of the kids now play with still, you know, mixed teams. And then they have girls' teams as well. Mm. And I say play with the boys' teams and the mixed teams for as long as you actually can. You know, of course, it's incredible to have that only girls in that environment because that's so important as well. But from a physical sense and and a development process, you actually gain more, I think, from playing um, against the boys. Or if you were talking now, maybe moving kids up age groups and making it where you develop almost like a, a height and weight mm. a, you know yeah. as a case cap on it. It was almost
4: um, a case of you really wanted it. You, you obviously you were obsessed. Oh. This is what you is that, wanted. That's the word, John, yeah, of, this uh, is what you really wanted mm. and it was nothing gonna stop you. That type of attitude, Not you it, know
5: and the thing is even for loaded parts I would never have thought it, it would be a career. Mm. Um and I've probably you know, yeah. as much as my mum's loved and empowered me, there was tough conversations over the years where mm. she was saying You really need to seriously think about your future and what that looks like. And is football, is that your future? And I said, I don't know, but I'm happy and I love Mm -hmm. it and I want to be part of it. And I think it gives me a really good grounding. Um, I love the structure, I love the routine, I love the competitiveness. Um, And that mindset and mentality has kind of carried me from probably being a five-year-old kicking a ball to the thirty-four-year-old that I am now. So Mm -hmm. I think as long as you love something and enjoy something, your girls (laughs) love it and they enjoy it regardless of ability encourage them to be part of that because it's, it doesn't matter about ability at times it's how much you can learn in that moment and how much you can learn about yourself it carries you forward in life and you'll yes. have experienced that as well joining the game Price, yes. Priceless Yeah, yep. International
2: game. Women's Day if you're just tuning in to the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre and it's Leanne Crichton uh, of Motherwell and Scotland, seventy-five caps, I think. Um, Seventy-two. Yeah, Seventy-two. I always get them three out. It's not too bad.
3: <laughs> Seventy-two <laughs> caps. Stephen, what do you want yeah, to it's ask? it's just almost, Leanne, talking about your your story and your upbringing, and you know the hard yards that you've done, and a lot of other female footballers has now created a better pathway. Would you suggest yeah. for younger girls coming through? There's more options, more alternatives. Uh, access to facilities, access to teams is a lot better than what you were as a younger, which yeah. will please you, but you must look and think, if only I had all that when I was younger as well, it may have just, you know, took the process even further forward. But certainly that must be encouraging, seeing that.
5: No, listen, that, in that, Stephen, it's a, it's a great point and it's probably something you do think a lot about and you've you probably become a bit more reflective as you get older in life. And, I genuinely, I think I've lived life where I've learned loads of things and perhaps you would have changed them and did them a bit differently, but everything happens for a reason. And I actually think the upbringing that I had in the game has made me who I am and it's made me probably value the latter part of my career a -hmm. little bit more because I know how hard I worked for it and I know how hard my teammates and the women that came before me you know, have also put the foundations there, so it was up to, to my generation to really capitalise on it, put the game on the map and I always wanted to make sure that when I leave the game or I retire completely from it, that you've left it in a better place, that the next person that comes along pre- appreciates that and and continues to make it better, but we're on the map now. Um, you know, you don't need to look any further than in your national team, the women that have just, yeah, you
3: know, qualified. Yeah, that's why I asked that Leanne, because of them, cause some of them, because some of them are, are thirty four, thirty five, and they must have think now this had yeah, happened ten years ago.
5: Is a, is a, yeah, is a player that I played with at Glasgow City, oh, okay. and those are the types of players that you're absolutely delighted yeah. for because they've given so much. They've worked practically full time jobs and of trying to be professional athletes. Mm-hmm also trying to inspire and overcome adversity and constantly knocking down barriers to say, give us more, trust in us, believe in us. Um, and those are the women. But So you're right, the players that now come probably won't need to do some of that. But it's up to them to maintain the standard. And, and that's probably an even tougher ask, is it when you get there, the only way you can go is down. Um, yeah. And it's about doing more, investing more, driving the game, media coverage. You guys know, it, we're always trying to, to do more and ask for more. And I think... Um, you can't be what you can't see is is the motto of Glasgow City when I was in, and I think Mm. there's nothing truer.
2: And Leanne, before you go, the match with Ukraine quite properly delayed now until probably the 4th of June and I'm sure you feel we were on the other night together of course with Craig Moore. Mm -hmm. It's the right call.
5: Yeah. Oh, of course it is, Paul. Of course it is. It's it's harrowing to hear that everything that's going on in in Ukraine just now. Um, Your heart breaks for these people that are part of it. I'm sure football is the furthest thing from their thoughts just now. Um, and absolutely anything that, that Scotland can do to support that is the right decision and I do I do really hope that at some point down the line this game does get played um, in good heart and good spirit and it's an opportunity for the people of Scotland to acknowledge the bravery that we've seen from the people of Ukraine
2: Are you going to relax tonight? Because you'll be training so much I know it was a tough weekend wasn't it results-wise against your old team and now yeah. with Motherwell What's
5: your next game? Um, We've got Hibs on Sunday Paul so we're we're preparing for that tonight, uh, tomorrow night and Friday Um, and then it's an opportunity for us we've we've had a tough couple of games as we spoke about last week but um, you don't learn anything at times from the games that you win so you can only do better Um, dust yourself down and go again but looking forward to it
2: Um, Final question, on music because we talked about Charlene Spiteri Emily Sandy, different inspirational Scottish uh, singers they don't have to be Scottish anyone in music who would you say to on International Women's Day?
5: I think Amy MacDonald, I actually love her, her Ooh, new yeah, album. Um, Listen to a lot on the way to football and when I'm in the car. Um, some of her new tracks have, have been excellent, and she's uh, obviously the wife of Indeed. Richard Foster, who I work quite a lot with in the media. Of um, but well, you, can't, she's have any, you just can't have everything. <laughs> she's just really, I think she's just really grounded, though, really Glaswegian, um, proud of her roots, proud to be Scottish. Um, so, yeah, she's one that I would name.
2: And I'm joking there about Richard, who's a terrific guy and has joined us here. I mean, she's great, isn't she? Mr. Rock and Roll. And uh, yeah, she's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. I saw her at Cash absolutely. for Kids at Christmas. Very good. She was brilliant. Very good. Leanne, thanks for joining. When are you back in? Are you not in on Thursday?
5: I'm not in this week, Paul. Hopefully back in next
2: week with you guys. Mm. You can't come in on Thursday. I'm trying to get this sorted. Uh, okay, <laughs> listen, we'll speak to you later.
5: Excellent,
4: Leanne. Okay. Take care. Thank having. you. Yes.
2: Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Brilliant. And look out for the podcast there on BBC Sounds Behind the Goals. It's Leanne Crichton with her well, mum. speaks really yeah. well,
4: doesn't she, as well? Yep. Very and I was, do you know powerful. I was about
2: to say to her, What about your mum? Because we talk about her nana. And, I, know. Uh, I know. So it's terrific, eh? Yeah, I think well, our, every, listen, all our mums were our heroes, really, weren't they?
4: Most people would, would obviously. Yeah. Your mum, she brings you up, she beds, she clothes exactly. you, she feeds you, yep. she gives you what you need yep. when you when you're young and everything else, of course. But um, as I said, um, I, I think Charlotte Church comes <laughs> in the record in a little bit yeah. but, uh, when, in the when, Welsh when, valleys. My Is mum, my mum would be number one. Yeah. <laughs> Any Northern Ireland singers? Steve. Williams? No, no not all, yeah. John. No, no. Give us some Boston, Irish singers. No. Surely, Mary Black or somebody, yeah. maybe,
2: or yeah. Uh, Van Morrison, but that's a guy, yeah, of well, course. Well, that's I'm that's trying that's a, to think. Van the yeah, man. Yeah. Been,
3: well, uh, Who, probably the, the course. One of the famous like, singers would be sporting would be Mary Peters.
2: Yeah, of course, indeed. A yeah, lot. Olympic. Olympic, wow, Olympic seventy-two. Yeah, so
3: the Mary Peters track in Belfast, and she still does a lot of talks and public gentleman? speaking.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: She's there you are. Good. She's
2: very good. good. There's a name. Yet yeah, we're throwing it all into it. Wasn't that good? You hear the passion yeah. of Leanne Crichton. Yeah. She's uh, terrific. Fantastic. Jackie Bird's tuned in at the moment. She loved listening there. So there's another inspirational woman, uh, Jackie Bird, best newscaster in the business. Um, yeah. So remember, she's tuned I in just now. Jackie yes. Bird. I, remember I remember seeing
4: remember. <laughs> some highlights. When I was ill, yeah. when I had cancer right. in 2009, yeah. it obviously broke the headline news. Mm-hmm. And Jackie Bird read out the. You know, John Hartson yeah. is in critical condition and so on. And we play the video Our right. at our, fun- out our uh-huh. foundation days. Yep. And Jackie's there on the big screen. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember her for that as yep. well, you know. Go, Brilliant. go Radio listener She was at my daughter's well. school a
3: little while ago when she, right. went, when she was in primary school and she came home buzzing about it and oh, talking was she? about yeah. it it's something yeah, yeah. she could relate to from the yeah. TV and she, yeah. and she was in the same room as her it's weird how kids well, think
2: She's but. like most of us she's from you know the, the, the schemes the housing estates yeah. of uh, the greater Glasgow area Lanarkshire girl Ok, 21 minutes past 6 um, we're going to go for the traffic and travel and uh, then we're back after that and looking forward to Thursday night for Rangers and also a bit more on Celtic um, at the top of the table
1: The Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre Save on your new taxi With exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat And more Let's
2: go, 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 go The radio football show with the taxi centre Stephen Cragan The former Motherwell and Northern Ireland star And John Hartson Ex-Celtic West Ham United Arsenal I need to keep going don't I Stephen I've started so I'll finish West Brom. Yeah, West Brom exactly <laughs> Wimbledon uh, Swansea uh, and your boys at the match yeah, tonight
4: for big game Swansea tonight fan. no I know yeah. Swansea up time. against
2: Fulham tonight yeah um, the top of the so. league
4: Fulham Swansea I think have won their last two a good result okay. of the weekend yeah. in Coventry yeah they're mid-table um, new manager there Russell yep. Martin came from MK Dons and um, they sold a lot of their big big players better players they, they, they work well in the loan market they get some good loan deals so, you're a proud um, Welshman aren't you you're oh, a love, love Swansea, Swansea fan as well, as well. It's my yep. hometown, isn't yep. it yep. I think most uh, people would support their hometown mm-hmm. club
2: but you're an adopted Scot because there's something about uh, the I'm time you it. spent in the East End yeah. of Glasgow and uh, the goals you scored for Celtic.
4: Yeah, yeah well, uh, you know, I, I played for Celtic for five years and now I've been living in Edinburgh for nearly six. Uh-huh. What's so, wrong with the West? Well, I'm, f- I'm 46 <laughs> years of age, Paul. Never. And yeah. I've been in Scotland for 11 years of wow. my life. So it's almost a quarter of my life I've mm. been up here now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Thank goodness. You know, you mentioned your illness earlier on. Thank goodness, John. Thank goodness, John. You know, you recovered. You came oh, you came you. through the wars, didn't you, Stephen, when you think about was it? was lucky. Um, yeah. lucky. Very lucky. some great care. we yeah.
3: played, we went to Albania mm-hmm. with, with Motherwell in yeah. Europa League. We yeah. played, at, I can't remember the name of the team we played. But we stayed yeah. in, in Tirana yeah. and then we travelled out and back. And I remember literally on that flight before we got on, there was a journalist with us. And John, obviously, we knew was ill at the time. And he said to me, he's not going to make it. Oh, that yeah. was the last thing. Yeah, and I, we get off the other side then, yeah. The, the picture had changed, and in, in, you know, a short mm-hmm. space of time, it's like, Whoa! So it's something that lived with me. And I, I would never name the journalist because it was a conversation. Yeah. And yeah. He, he wasn't doing anything wrong, he was just getting yeah. news through. Mm-hmm. It. And I was like, Oh yeah. my
4: goodness! So never listen to
2: hearsay, no, indeed. No. But John, you speak about it, you know, you've done things for us with the kilt walk, inspiring people, raising money, and sharing your experiences. And it's so personal, yeah.
4: and it's not easy to no. speak about it because I'm an emotional guy, yeah. Generally, yeah. Yeah. I, I I would cry at a Disney film, mm-hmm. watch it. In the house with my kids, mm-hmm. I really am, you know, little things like that, and even more so now coming through that. Um, yeah, it's the simple things now, mm-hmm. you know. I think you appreciate
2: uh, life 100%, more. Yeah,
4: one hundred percent.
2: You always come in breezy. As long as we get you a cup of tea, you're happy, aren't oh, you? Which is you, brilliant. Man. Yeah, well,
4: life is, you know, when you when you touch the other side. Yeah, you know, like I did, mm-hmm. you know, and. and of life now and mm. a nice stroll on the beach with the kids up in, uh, up in Galeen up there uh, walking yeah. along that you know sucking in that fresh air off mm. the sea filling mm. your lungs up doesn't cost nothing mm-hmm. you know the use of your arm it's all for free sure you know?
2: and I love the fact that you say and the Celtic fans love you and I know the Rangers fans admire you that would be more so, I think that's so fair um, and many of them were, well of course many of them though wish you'd gone there but I love the fact that when I asked you a few weeks ago mm-hmm. would you have played for Rangers if they, you know that day where the deal was done was it one of the De Boers that day was signing, yeah, as, signing well? The same day as, as well said, on and you Bo- said absolutely yeah. and I think people should think about it you know you're green and white now you love the Celtic yeah? yeah but you respect Rangers and when I hear this stuff about the down under Derby I can't understand why people are getting so exercised about it the PR should have been handled better probably for Rangers but Get over yourselves. You've got a huge support in in Sydney and in, in um, Australia. Mm. And for Celtic fans saying, some of them, you know, it's United, was it the ultras at Rangers and the Green Brigade, they're United. Yeah. They don't want the teams to play. But I respect if people say, oh, it's never been played outside Scotland or whatever. We're locked here in TV deals that are not big enough. Therefore, we need to look at things differently. And one of them might be playing a game down under. I respect people... That have a different opinion but if it's because you know oh, we don't want to play that mob whoever that mob is listen to somebody mm. like John Hartson who's looked at death in the face and you've come back from it and you know you want to beat Rangers as, as much as Ali McCoy would want Rangers to beat Celtic or mm. Barry Ferguson but you respect the other side and I think that's what we need especially with what's going on in the world Get a grip on what everyone's come through with COVID and all the rest of it. You know, enjoy the competition. Because, Stephen, competition it is the, it's the lifeblood of the game. You need to have really yeah. strong opponents. And it's been missed. Yeah? When Rangers were out of the league and Celtic were
3: dominant, yeah. and even when they came back and Brendan was in charge and they were blowing Rangers away, as much as the Celtic fans loved it, they missed the edge of a real old firm game where you generally thought, they've no idea what way it's going to go. You know, because during those times you thought Celtic probably win. Celtic probably win. Even last season, Rangers fans probably thought we'll win because we're in a better place than what mm. Celtic are. Now this season, we're asking about the game in the third of April, and generally, yeah. it's it's minimal. It's going to be you know small differences or small impacts that will win the game, which is what they want. That nervous energy they have. Mm. Celtic are three points ahead. Rangers are chasing the nerves, the excitement, that adrenaline they get heading to the game it hasn't been around for a long, long mm. time. So that's why you need competition. And listen, both sides going to Australia. There's different. Reasons club with a different reason over supporters absolutely the commercial side of the club growing the brand entering a market that 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 they probably haven't you know conquered yet you've got the Far East who will probably film it as well so there's mm. there's financial gains all round do you know the word that sticks out though that's driving them mad Both sets of fans stay Fre- together friendly. friendly yeah friendly there's never been a friendly it's game a between game Rangers then. and Celtic yeah, okay and, unless it's been a former players game and even then there's an age to it so right, so let's
2: not call it friendly let's call yeah. it a challenge game is that yeah. fair how do you feel then Stephen Craig about yeah. a challenge game between the old firm or the Glasgow Derby and, in Sydney 83,500 people in that stadium I see
3: both sides because I see that what the club are trying to do you're right the branding and the marketing of it Paul could have been done an awful lot better mm. a joint statement coming out or something coming out at the same time rather than being staggered in one yeah. club and making mm. an announcement ahead of mm. the other club uh, you know does that mean someone's better than someone else? That's what they look at here in Glasgow. Mm. Oh, they must be better than us, or, or they think they're bigger than us because they're do. And it's all just tit for tat continually. But then the supporter side is such a traditional fixture mm. that they want it settled on the pitch, not through a bank or not through income or not through revenue. They see the game as a pure game. I think they would accept both teams going to play in Australia, but not playing against each other. That would suit them. But, but the market,
2: but you're not going market, to have 83,500, no, you're not going to get 3.2 million. No, you're not. Football, that's, and that's does, what the club had the Does football off. get any handouts here at home? I don't think yeah. so. I mean, there was some during COVID, but some of the government over there, I think the regional government, are putting yeah. a lot of but money what, into it. You've
3: got to remember, the five weeks where there's no games yeah. when the World Cup's okay. off, income stream, wages to pay, mm-hmm. players to look after. Yeah. Can you keep a player with that extra money? Can you give someone yeah. an extension of a contract? with that kind of money Mm. so that's the business side of what the cup because the custodians of both Rangers and Celtic at this moment in time have to look how they can best maximise what they have they've probably you know went far enough in Scotland as far as they can go so they have to start branching out Liverpool playing Man United across the water Mm. Real Madrid play Barcelona but then in Glasgow they say that's not a proper derby compared to Mm. ours so you know it, I think it's a no-win situation Listen, for pe-
2: the clubs. People used to say to me, "No, you can't have uh, permission for live commentary on the on, on the radio." And I said, "Well, wh- how is it going to affect it?" And we showed them that we were helping to publicize the game. Yeah, radio wasn't allowed to go live from three o'clock, John.
1: Mm.
2: And then we changed it. We we persuaded them and we showed them things yeah. change. People used to say, "Oh, you yeah. can't have live radio, even or live television." will affect the gate. If the product's there, people will follow it. John, what do you feel about it? I know it's. Well, uh, I, I can yeah. see
4: why the the traditionalists um, are against it.
2: This is the game down under if you've just tuned in. Yeah, yep.
4: in terms of um, why do they both have to go? Yep. Now I know financially there, there'll be a financial gain um, involved. Over 3 million. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see why you know fans are saying well, why do we have to go th- and play this game? Why, why can't mm-hmm. you know, uh, I know Celtic are going to Australia the Ange factor as well you know, a mm-hmm. homecoming. And then People could say, "Well, why why can't Celtic go and and, and play this game in Orlando or Florida mm. or Disney?" They're or... not going to get three million. And well, they might. They're a global institution. That could be next year. Well, yep. again, but I can see why mm. supporters on either side wouldn't want it. This is not uh, am I right in saying they've never played outside of Glasgow? I believe that's true. Yeah, yeah. you know, yep. it's a big call. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's a huge call. You know, do the authorities in Australia, you know, can fans? Can fans um, accept it? Can they accept sort of going to Australia, travelling on the same... Mm. I don't know. I I, I wish they they could. progress. I really wish they could, Paul. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about progress. Uh, You know, I'm all for that. And some of the top players... I think, you know, history tells you. And the rivalry between these two supporters, the passion, I I could say stronger words, Mm. but it's like... What if we say to you, John, we're covering it? it. It's like nothing else on the planet, Paul. This game... Mm. It really is. you're one of the
2: few that knows because having played in so many so if yes. Go Radio says to you right we're going we're on the flight the Qantas Airline or whatever it is Rochelle can we get this to happen can we phone Tracy and see so, if we were going to be there covering it, would you come and do it? If we were if doing I, the game if live. If I sat
4: in the Celtic end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you'd be, <laughs> the, you'd be in the Celtic end of the... <laughs> the how much are you paying? How much uh, time's of flight? Do you know, <laughs> I, mean, I two don't questions. know if we'll ever get to the bottom exactly. of this. I think uh, the authorities will decide. Yeah, okay, that okay, I think yeah. the, you know, the, uh, the, the right. men, the hierarchy yep. at both clubs will decide... Um, okay. I can yeah. see why the traditionalists are a little Which, bit against it yeah, if you throw back
3: to your argument we had a couple of weeks ago mm. not argument discussion yeah. uh, uh, around the ticket allocation at an old firm game yeah. so it shows that both clubs can sit down and strike a deal to go somewhere the other side mm. of the world mm. and they can bargain with each other and they can shake hands and say yeah let's agree on that yet they can't sit down at a table and agree to split the tickets or give more tickets. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that may lead to something changing in the future, Paul. And I suppose that's a concern for some fans. Where does it lead to? Does that lead to or, or open an avenue, possibly, maybe I'm going down the wrong path, of a competitive fixture, maybe not an old firm one, but a competitive fixture being played outside Scotland? Does that then think clubs, or, you know, they may try and market that somewhere else. Is this something mm-hmm. that's going to happen next year and the following year? Will they play yeah. in Dubai next year? Mm-hmm. Then will they play in Orlando the following year? And, and suddenly so yeah. the, the well, fixture becomes... Sorry. Meaning. Yep. And they start to, you know, mm. dilute it a little bit. That'd be a concern. What Best.
4: I what I would say as mm. well that both Celtic and Rangers, global institutions, massive fan base in Australia. Yes. Yeah, Odin right You know, I went over a couple of years ago to the Perth Celtic uh-huh. supporters yeah. club flew over. And uh in unbelievable. Two or three thousand turned up at this sort of big event On Um and it's the same. Two or three Rangers. thousand. Two yeah. or three thousand it was yep. incredible. Mm. Um it was all organised. It was in a mm. little small park. Okay. Yeah. Um, just on the outskirts, near the Wacker, near the, the cricket ground. Yeah. In, of course. yeah. Um, and it, and it, I just thought to myself, wow. Mm. And they are, they're both global yep. global institutions, they're mm. both clubs. Sure. So I would say the support, it was a fill in the stadium. If it did happen, mm. that wouldn't be an issue. I'll tell you what, John Harson. Yeah. Global institutions, but
2: not global powers anymore. Not European powers. We're living in the past. Rangers did well. It's in Fans. the second tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody's getting close in the Champions League. And let's hope next year, well, later this year, both of them will be in. We are... I, yeah, I'm I, I talking more fan base. It. I know you are, John. I know. But yeah, listen, man. just think, you know, you mentioned uh, 67 and Celtic winning the European Cup, mm. winning the Champions League. Rangers winning it 50 years ago in 72. Mm. The Cup Winners' Cup winning it in Barcelona. It's financially becoming... It's so much more difficult. Sure. So the only way getting towards it is change.
3: Yes, it is because you know we're talking about the teams in the English Premier League and and even the Italians at AC Milan, Inter Milan, they have big benefactors. Mm. Paris Saint-Germain, they're big investors. Mm. Rangers and Celtic don't have big investors. Celtic do have Dermot Desmond but he's not throwing millions at it and billions at it. He's wanting the club to be self-sustainable and self-fundable and raise their money through bringing through young players and selling them on, Mm -hmm. progressing in cups and if it means taking a game like this somewhere else to try and raise the money and then suddenly maybe in three or four years time go for more than that so I understand what they're trying to do but still you know in Glasgow you can't please everyone unfortunately people are set in their ways that's the way we are a lot of us are set in their ways and change can affect us in a different
2: way Mick has been on sorry John go on Scott
4: Brown what's Scott saying he's just sent the WhatsApp and he's standing behind his barbecue yes and he's saying i'm retiring to work on my barbecue skills <laughs> let's see it. there's the great man oh magnificent there. <laughs> yeah oh it's brilliant on scott not Love taking my. himself too seriously
2: can uh, we get that? Is bit, that a private one? Can we get it on the social? That's magnificent. a bit a That's Brilliant. magnificent. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that a hint? Is he going to be involved? The barbecue Barbie? Uh, well, yeah. Down under? I was going to say, he yeah. could be going down under.
4: Could it could be? be? Oh, yeah. It's on, it's on it's WhatsApp, but it's uh, not to right. so It's okay. out there anyway. It's out okay. anyway. there.
2: Right. Listen, Mick's been on at Go Football Show saying, right guys, a few months ago, you had a, had a discussion about Cameron Carter-Vickers, the Celtic defender, on loan. And whether six million was a, a bit steep There is interest now today from the EPL. Some of the clubs mentioned what Stephen got Wolves in there. Wolves, Leicester, Watford was the other one. Thank you. He's saying, surely uh, there's no question about this. It's a no brainer for Celtic. Pay the fee if it's possible, get the deal done. He's definitely first pick for Ange Postacoglu. John, what would you say to your old team? Six million pounds, maybe seven or eight, could secure CCV. Would you pay the money?
4: That won't. Uh, that won't even touch the sites. No,
2: has it gone up? No chance. How much?
4: Um, I know well, Daniel Levy
2: said ten million, but
4: well, Bournemouth, um, Bournemouth signed Jefferson Lerma mm. a couple mm-hmm. of seasons ago for twenty five point two million. They were a Premier League club at the time. That was yeah, yeah. yeah. Little, but even even in the Championship, yeah. clubs are paying twenty mm-hmm. million for players now, um, and it it just blows everything else out of the water in terms of. Yeah. What clubs can play in, what, in what the world? What would you pay, John, if you were
2: Dermot Desmond?
4: Yeah, but again, you know. Um, I know
2: you can't go to 20 million, we know that. Would, would you pay 10 million? Well, is it, the if, rocket the defence? The defence.
4: Once the player. Um, and I think the player has been brilliant. Um, he's been one of Celtic's best. He's a first, um, he's a first choice in terms of uh, signings, uh, although he's on loan from Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, because what happened is, Paul, because he's had a good season, mm-hmm. Because Celtic are having a good season, at the start of the at the start of the the season's campaign, mm. he's he's like six million, seven million. Yeah. Mm. But on the back of his performances, clubs are not stupid. They'll mm. go. By the way, Celtic really want him. Um, Wolves Keqing. really want him. Yeah. We've we'll put his fee up. We mm. now mm. we we now want sixteen. Mm. And they're within their rights sure. to do that. And
2: Celtic cannot pay that. Not unless there's a fee
4: already agreed in the contract. We don't know that. We don't
2: know. I think, well, I
3: think that's there was rumours about a bit figure with, with Jota. Jota. There was rumours figure sure about, about
4: Vickers, Vickers, but it'd be interesting so. to see. Um but uh, what would I pay? Listen, yeah. I I'd go this is not my money. I'm talking completely out of mm. um for Carter Vickers, I would probably say ten. Ten. What yeah. do, what does Julien cost? Six or seven? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oscar he would
3: become the most expensive. Celtic signing ever. Ever. Because it's, odds in Edwards. was that not nine?
2: Yes. Yeah. So you'd, so you'd say it would be. be. No, so yeah. would be, it's yeah.
3: six
4: and a half with on up to nine. I and normally be. it's yeah.
2: for a striker, but uh, it's important. An interesting background about his dad, because, yeah, uh, you know, we're saying he's a six foot, but he's not a six three no. defender. But he's athletic because he
3: his dad, Howard Carter Vickers, was yeah. a, an NBA basketball player. Wow. So you can see that by his spring, see he's obviously yeah. played yeah. a variety of sports as a kid. Mm.
2: Been terrific for Celtic, hasn't he? Yeah. Right, we're going to speak about Rangers on Thursday night. We'll hear a wee bit more from GVB and from AP here on GO Radio in the heart of Glasgow.
1: The GO Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat, and more. Let's go. go,
2: go. So Harry Kane scored a couple of goals last night as Tottenham beat Everton 5 0. We're wondering when we're going to see Nathan Patterson, who came on last week, first half against Boreham Wood and then went off. But I mean, who'd have thought it? They were just above the relegation spot down there in England. And what I was thinking was, I was going to ask you both who's the best striker? in the world who is the greatest on, striker? on Everton
4: first I think yep. they're the only top flight club to have never been relegated is that right
2: yeah the top so. him in yeah a great football club uh, oh, you nice. liked playing there didn't you Enjoyed playing at yep. Gibson
4: Park yeah fantastic
2: that's game. a huge game wasn't it Arsenal coming to town there or West played Ham we played there for West Am, yep.
4: Wimbledon, yep. several, several yep. clubs actually but um, go, uh, what did you say are they're, they staying uh, up well oof, they, they yeah. didn't start winning they they're, they're in free fall yep, freefall. yep. And I just set the crags off it. It's not yeah. a switch football. Yeah. You know, you think some of their fixtures that they've got, they're yeah. not the most difficult fixtures. And Frank Lampard spoke about they've got to get their home mm. form right. He feels a crowd that Goodison can get behind them. They can win some games. We can't just turn it on. Mm. When you're in poor form, you know they 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 got they got booed off the pitch, didn't they, against uh, Boreham Wood? Yeah. You, know, you can't win you can't win in that. if you win 12-0 people say well it's only and Wood
2: mm-hmm. you know I hate going on about who is going to go down in Scotland what do you think who is it going to be Dundee at the bottom game in hand St Johnson just above them um, it, it's difficult don't want to spend a lot of time no. on it but Stephen just what's your, your bottom,
3: Yeah. once you get beyond the split it becomes huge because mm-hmm. you know you're playing the teams round about you yep. some of them may be a bit demotivated because yeah. there's nothing to play for they yep. can't reach the top half of the table you know, can you see what eight games to go? I can't yep. see either Dundee or St Johnstone winning five no. or six of those eight.
2: No, Dundee on 23,
3: yep. St Johnstone as you know on 24. But if, but if Dundee wins night against somewhere and they go above them, that's right. So that'll yep. be the challenge for them. Yep. And then suddenly the pressure goes back on mm-hmm. the St Johnstone. St Johnstone look better organised than you know for me as, in they look structurally just because Callum's done a lot of work with them, but they don't carry enough for threat. And clean sheets may not keep them up. It may come down to goals, and Dundee may just have a bit more attacking options so Callum has to try and get the balance right in these next eight games
4: are we thinking then it's bottom two? Oh yeah nobody else can get dragged no. in No, I don't no. think so I
2: don't think so you think yeah. Aberdeen Jim Goodwin knows his stuff doesn't he I always look at it yeah.
3: you, you yeah. know you think Aberdeen can win another two games mm. that would take them to 36 that's a long way away
4: for 23 and 24 points to get mm. to 36 and try and overcome that oh, but what's an interesting one as well you know Kilmarnock and uh um, Derek McKinnis yeah mm-hmm. you look at um, one Arroth, point in it. Yeah. Arroth, 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 mm-hmm. Campbell. The yeah wow what a story that of course would be. but do you story. think if they could get to that
2: position. I know but What's it must be show? tough <laughs> now so deep into the season part time players it'll be the
4: playoffs situation Kilmarnock yeah. have now going fight. up yeah. two
2: legs mm-hmm. who's going to win it is it Killy or is it Arbroath or Partick Thistle the Jags who are in oh. action of course uh, tonight
4: it's against Queen of the South
2: so the Jags are third top um
4: yeah, they have they games two in games, hand two games they in have hands. games yeah. in
3: hand but you'd rather have points on the board sure. I always think games in mm. hand it's not a myth it's, it, no. clearly it's a fact mm. I would love to see Thistle back at former club I'd love to see right. them back yeah. in the top flight uh, I don't think Ian e. McCall has ever taken a team promotion wise from the championship into the top flight nope. so maybe this could be his first this mm-hmm. season but Thistle brings so much based in Glasgow I think people enjoy going to the the, the stadium good crowd good atmosphere so I'd love to see Thistle back
2: up Might what, head up there after the programme tonight we could head up to see the Jags against uh, the Doonhamers yeah, John hmm. what are
4: you thinking? What a story the Campbell I know Of our broth excuse my ignorance have they ever played in the top flight? Not in yeah. a recent times Surely not in yeah. my,
3: And my life, I've been in Scotland 27. I've
4: been in Scotland 26. Big Rab, Big Rab is up there. Big Rab Douglas, of course, your old teammate. He does the goalkeeper, does some coaching. um... So it's
2: going to be fascinating. Friday night, Ayrshire Derby. No pressure. Mm. A United against Kilmarnock. It's going to be amazing. And then at the weekend, we've got the Scottish Cup. We've got Rangers, obviously, Red Star Belgrade. Thursday night in the Europa League. So Rangers in the last Uh, 16. You have to say you love
3: this time of the season because all games mean something. Mm-hmm. You get into the latter stages of the Cups, quarterfinal, semi-final, Scottish Cup coming up, you're getting games for top six, bottom six, you're getting relegation battles and there's been a lot of queries and people still aren't happy about the split in the league mm-hmm. but it makes it exciting over the next three games, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I would like eventually to see, you know, could they open up another European spot or rather than giving it to the team that finishes fourth or fifth, could they have a playoff system? They have not Northern Ireland actually where even if you miss out in the top six, if you finish seventh, seventh place, fourth and fifth. Uh, fourth and fifth place sixth semi-final and final playoffs for for a European place just to try
2: and keep the league going Mm. I think that'll be exciting Mm. they're working out who Rangers will play or Celtic will play away we don't know exactly this is so you know we know obviously Rangers Celtic um, Hearts there was a slip saying Aberdeen Mm -hmm. should be the third force but what's going to happen I see uh, speculation that Celtic could have to go to Livingston again Well, i have been to Livingston twice they've been
3: to Hibs, Hibs twice, they've yeah. been to the
2: Hearts twice. Yep. So, so all three.
3: All, you know, somewhere yeah, along if, the line. they have been the Rangers yeah. twice. If they
2: yep.
4: finish top six, obviously yeah. that is... Just it it, that's just right, John, that's what I meant, if, yeah, they, yeah. if
2: they finish top... Um, but that's above my period, working that out this yeah. time. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Greatest striker in the world at the moment, John Hartson, one of the great strikers of our time. <laughs> Who would you go for at the moment? Is it Harry Kane that many people in England feel?
4: Well, what I'd say about Kane is, is that... Um, when he plays well when he's at it Mm -hmm. which he is most weeks um he's back on it he 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 makes such a huge difference to to Mm -hmm. spurs getting results look at his header the winning goal against man city is just exquisite it's alan shearer Mm -hmm. like (laughs) that's what that's like 260 goals i think if he stays at spurs or if he goes to man city he will break the all-time premiership Mm goal scoring record I think he got his 176 goal mm. last night. Okay. He's about fourth or fifth in the all time. Was he 86 behind? Yeah, and he, he went behind. He went in front of a, of another great striker. I can't think of his name last night. Okay, but um, and so, I still believe Thierry Henry I, did he not
3: beat Thierry Henry. I okay. still he just Henry yeah, Henry?
4: yeah, might have been actually, Craig. Yeah, mm. okay, actually, it was because I heard the guys on Talk Sports speak about that this morning. Darren Benton, and Laura Woods are both Arsenal fans. Okay, that's why I remember Thierry mm. Henry, and also I think that. Harry Kane will still go to Man City okay. at the end of the season. You reckon he will go? Although okay. Man City, I think, will win the league. Okay, who's the best striker in the world? I'd though? say Are Harry. He's, Kane. Have
2: you seen Harry at the moment? Listen, yeah. Got, you got Mbappé, yeah. right? You okay. got Mbappé, yeah. who's
4: injured at the minute. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's the most sought-after player yeah. Yeah. in the world? Anybody who can, who can sure. afford him, mm. you know, because he's on a ridiculous contract there yeah. at PSG. Um, but I just think okay. when he's at it, he's got everything in. He can finish with both feet, he can head it, he can get in behind, he can hold it up. He's probably, can play in a number 10 role as well as through the middle as a number nine. So I would say Kane, for me. Stephen, who would you go for? Erling Haaland. Mm -hmm. I just think
3: because everything he's got, for someone so young to score the number of goals that he scores, the progress he still can make, the array of goals, left Mm -hmm. foot, right Mm -hmm. foot, he's got pace, he's good in the air, he can play with his back to goal. And when he goes through one-on-one, and he puts the ball in the net, he absolutely hammers it. He doesn't just find <laughs> that corner. He absolutely leathers it into the net. He really does. And I just think the potential he's got at 21, Paul, the levels and the numbers he can get. I mean, just looking at the Dortmund. I think he's, he's almost a goal a game. No listen Dortmund. to Craig's there. Can mm. I
4: change
2: my mind?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you said in the break he was certainly in there. And wait, oh, yeah. is he 21? He's
3: 21. 21? 21. It's phenomenal,
2: isn't it? 21. It's great. Well, could you, you'd have nightmares coming up against him, wouldn't you, oh, Steve? Anyone would. Yeah.
3: You, as a center half, you couldn't leave the edge of your box because yep. he's that quick. He's so powerful and he gets himself into great positions. Has that natural instinct as a striker? You know, John will tell you, it's mm. not something you work on, it's something you have
4: ingrained. Your instinct
3: takes you in this. Yeah,
4: that's a similar question as I asked Leanne hmm? earlier on. You yeah. know, was she born with that little bit of talent? But yeah. she said she was obsessed. Mm-hmm. She Wanted to be out there with with the boys practicing. She didn't see that gender. You know, mm-hmm. she always considered herself to. I can play with it. I can play with the guys. You know, it was never an issue to her, which was a credit. to But it's maybe.
3: funny though. When you say that, John, even you talk about our youth growing up, mm. and Leanne's talking about Plymouth boys and boys who were older. We were. The, I don't know what you were. Certainly, I was the same. You were out and played on a Sunday, and there was about 20 aside. Mm. But you're playing against guys at 16, 17, 18 when you're seven and eight. So you have to, you know, learn the mm-hmm. kind of toughness side. And now when you think of all oh, football, what are they talking about? Let's play the B teams and in, in men's leagues. They're now going back to that. Mm-hmm. Let players play above themselves and play against people who are older and more mm-hmm. experienced. Allow them to develop quicker.
2: Because that's what we've done on the streets. That's what we've done playing and big games in the park. That works out for you too.
4: Last two minutes of the programme. John, what do you think for Rangers Thursday night? Red Star, Belgrade? I think they can get off to a flyer. I think they've got to win... Um, and I, 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 can see them winning, no doubt about it. I really can. I think they've been, they've been great in Europe over the last three years. They'll want to go that one further mm. in terms of getting to the last eight. Um, and uh, again, I feel although their away form has been good in Europe, mm. I still feel that the atmosphere in Red Star Belgrade, Steven's going to be there, will be electric. I think they need to take a lead. Yeah. into that game when they go away uh, a week on Thursday? Yeah. Stephen? I think they
3: can. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Listen, mm-hmm. you know, again, people think we're being disrespectful because we don't know an awful lot about yeah. Red Star Belgrade. Having watched some stuff off, Rangers can more than hold their own. Mm-hmm. Going there with a one-goal lead, two-goal lead, certainly gives them an edge towards it, but it won't be straightforward. Mm-hmm. It won't be a case of, oh, we beat Bruce Dortmund, so we'll beat Red Star Belgrade. You don't win a game on the back of because you beat someone else, and they will know that. But I just think their concentration level's Seem to go up that little bit more in Europe.
2: And Joe Aribo, he hasn't come back the player he was when yeah, he went to the AFCON, but you wonder, maybe he might.
3: You get, you get know? that sometimes, sure. Paul. You know, players fluctuate, their form goes mm. up and down. You know, Maybe he just set himself such a high standard that people are expecting mm. it every single week. But the big games, was it the big games, big names? Of course. So that's, yeah. that's where you earn your reputation. And you I say that reputation.
2: as an opportunity because he's yeah, such a course. terrific player, terrific, isn't he? Brilliant yeah. player. And Aaron Ramsey, he could be back, but yeah. you think maybe for the league campaign more than. He, for Thursday night on the bench for his own peace of mind he wants yeah. to get back and. Try. Mm. he was on the bench at the weekend
3: wasn't he so mm. yeah. another few days training for him John your fellow countryman you yeah know
4: it's just whether Giovanni von Broncos thinks he's now up to speed and he's fully over maybe one or two knocks that mm. he was carrying um, but they've been very very cautious with Aaron Ramsey um, I'd like to see him back for for him on a personal level it would be good for him to get a few games in Um and again, what sort of impact he can make having been out such a long time. Obviously, we uh, we might well see that.
2: John, Stephen, great to hear you uh, tonight on Thanks, International Paul. Women's great Day. Shows. Great to have Leanne Crichton join us as well. Thanks, Rochelle, for looking after us and um, to all the wives, mothers, daughters, sisters, cousins and the inspirational women that we work with. Hope you've enjoyed International Women's Day today. And the news coming from an inspirational woman, Nancy, shortly. And then afterwards, Joe Day. And here tomorrow night in the programme, Rob McLean, the top man, will be back, uh, along with Davey Provin, who's soon going to be uh, heading from from uh, yeah, the, the, the game that we've been with for a num- quite a number of years. And also Barry Ferguson. That's tomorrow night, live at 5. Where
0: do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the taxi centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK, with taxi trade exclusive. Discounts, flexible finance options, and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months' road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? The TaxiCenter.com Trade only.